Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Well, I mean, like you, I think we said it before, but it's a lot easier to treat than it is to cure. It's just another crazy sign that, you know. So basically un- what you're saying is all the cases of heroin doses are rising up and, and crashing, crashing through. through. This is Doc and Ziggy with the flood. Keep your death threats to 140, 140 characters, characters or less. 140. That was a really dark way to get it started. Yep, I knew, and look, I looked and I was like, he's gonna do it. I know, god damn it, god. I got him this time. You got me like the past three times. <laughs> nah, I think I just got you that last time and then you were the one who was on the roll before that. I just broke up your little victory streak. But what I was gonna say <laughs> is I think it just makes it plainly aware how unchained capitalism is extremely detrimental to this country and its citizens. Yeah. Oh, so you remember you were mentioning something about um, all of these cancel culture people, but they're totally fine with anime? Yes. Okay, so I realized, what if most of these cancel culture people are just anime fans? I mean, it would make sense, right? Because a lot of these a lot of those people in the cancel culture category probably grew up watching a decent amount of anime. I mean, as most of us did, they're all part of this generation. So, I mean, we have anime represented across the board here. Yeah, lots of different anime represented across the board here. Speaking of cancel culture, though, (laughs) it seems that the CIA's counterintelligence program, who was investigating a lot of Antifa members and things like that, were really only to accumulate different cancel culture members through their investigation, who's, you know... Get a cancel culture database? Exactly. (laughs) So it's like all of the infighting kind of served a decent purpose. Keep it up, guys. I'm just, I can't get over the fact of the idea of Eminem being a martyr for old white men that we got to last week. Oh god, yeah, that was wild. That was wild. (laughs) Oh, what ifs. Donald Trump shits himself. Speaking of what ifs, (laughs) would you like to, would you care to explain for our listeners what you are elaborating here? He wears diapers. He's incontinent. He shits himself. Literally. There is a video of him meeting Turkish President Erdogan where he literally shits himself. I You can hear it. I don't know if I heard it. I I watched it and I'm still a little unconvinced you can, you can, that he shed A little himself. unconvinced that he looked a little uncomfortable? I mean, he did look uncomfortable, right? There's definitely some leeway there to say that he may have released his bowels. But... <laughs> But they released themselves. Maybe that's the whole release the Kraken hashtag oh that's going. Oh, God, stop. 
Stop. I don't understand that hashtag. Why is it release the Kraken? Um, because some Fox News contributor, some, I guess, Donald Trump. I mean, right now it should be relieve the Kraken, but. Some Donald Trump reporter said that shit in the middle of an interview that they were going to release the Kraken as far as like the evidence of voter fraud and whatever they're claiming. Yeah, their win to the presidency is going to be. I think we were talking about the whole release the Kraken thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I I forget who the lady was, but yeah, she was going on some fucking tirade about the voter fraud and how they stole the election. And yeah, in her call for, in her rallying cry, she said some dumb shit like, really? We're going to release the Kraken on them. And it, it, it just, it trended because they're weird and they don't get how weird they are. When let's, they say weird shit like that. <laughs> let's try to get the hashtag relieve the Kraken. Yeah, trending. trending. <laughs> relieve the Kraken! Yo, I just... Oh, that's what we were talking about. Yeah, okay, so I can believe that Donald is incontinent, but an incontinent to the point where he's... Incontinent and incompetent. But incontinent to the point where he's just shitting himself on, like, a constant basis, though, it would just be too... They apparently had somebody on The Apprentice that, like, they would yeah. take breaks and they I would wipe them down that. with wet yeah. naps. That part, too. I was like, I I was with everything up until they said that they had to change this nigga. Like, really, he can't wipe himself? He seems pretty functioning to the fact that I think he could at least change his own diaper. Jesus Christ, guys. But is he pretentious enough? I think he's Maybe. egotistical enough to not let somebody else change his shitty diaper. <laughs> or is it a power play? He's like, yes, Ooh. you changed my shitty diaper. It's a kink. He's got a diaper kink. Oh, God. Oh, it's just a disgusting thought. One, and then two, yeah, I have a hard time. It's just too fitting, right, for his our whole Mad King George thing. Like, it would just be another, like, fitting peg in the play there. He shits himself. In his pants. In his pants. Oh, God. And it just makes all those weird long pauses now look like, oh, did he, did, was that one? Yeah, because now we're all going to be looking at his speeches just waiting for him to shit himself. Toupee Fiasco shits himself. <sighs> Man. That is definitely the best nickname I've heard for him. Toupee Fiasco. Well, who came up with that? My friend Gavin. Nice. Nice. Shout out to Gavin for the clever play there. Jesus Christ, man. Like, could this shit get any more bonkers? I don't know, but the president shits himself. I just want to remind everybody that Donald Trump shits himself. <laughs> and this is... Is this your king? Is this your king? <laughs> is oh. this your king? You wouldn't want to hold that man up over your head to throw him off the cliff. <laughs> Lion King style? Right. Ah, Svenyatra! Literally. He'd probably shit himself before you threw him, though. And then you'd be holding What falls shit. faster, Donald Trump or the shit? <sighs> Joke's on you! Galileo proved that all things fall at the same rate! Well, I mean, I guess if it's still in his depends, then they're falling at the same rate anyway, right? Yeah, I mean, in Lion King, they had Simba <laughs> naked, so... Oh, 
God, a naked, a naked, a naked Trumpian. He throat. would basically look like Jabba the Hutt. Fat dumpy. You think he wears a corset? No, no, man. He lets all that BB dub fly. <laughs> Come on, he be, look. You seen the pictures of him out there on the fucking tennis court? Now those pictures look extra weird, right? Because it's like white shorts. And depends. Wow. Yep. That's an image I just want everybody to go back to their Thanksgiving leftovers with. How was your Thanksgiving? Um, rather bland. Yeah. Dinner with mom. I think everybody's was. I mean, there's no... What, what the fuck else was we supposed to do? You can't have more than, what, ten people at a time in one spot? And they're really suggesting that, like, you don't even do that. Oh, did you see that L.A. is actually going on a hard lockdown? No, uh, like I mean, an actual stay-at-home yeah, order. They're yeah. like, don't even go to other people's houses. Damn. Damn. I mean, honestly, at this point, like, do we want to keep going through this shit? I don't want to have to keep wearing a mask anymore. Like, it's not that I'm even suggesting I'm one of those people that's like, masks aren't effective. No. We're wear, just tired wear of a mask. It. Yes, I'm just tired of all this shit. I can't even, like, you can, I'm, what am I complaining? You all know what I'm gonna say. You can't go anywhere. You gotta stay six feet away from people. It's just not fun. Like, it's, it, but that's the point, right? Like, all this shit is so fucking rain. None of this is normal, people. We None can. of this is normal until we can go around without a mask. I saw that shit trending somewhere. None of this is normal. And, oh, yeah, because of Donald's whole Mad King George thing. Washington Post apparently released an article that he is fucking ranting about. And, yeah, that none of this is normal started trending. And I was like, these motherfuckers. These motherfuckers. I told oh, you, we're always ahead of the check. curve. Always oh, ahead of the curve. Oh, a goddamn check. What kind of bullshit is that? Bag. Give us the bag. Send us our bag. <laughs> What kind of, all right, here's a good question. What kind of sponsors do you think would even fit our pod? I mean, we're going to get some shaving company. I was going to say, definitely Manscaped. There's, there's some shaving company. Manscaped, Bevel. <laughs> um, I feel like Manscaped would be the accurate yeah. shaving product. Damn. Baby Dollar Shave Club? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, because I don't shave for you. I do. Right? I do. I kind of have to. That's Actually, it'd be Bevel. really good if we get something like that because I get like heinous razor burn. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Baby soft like... skin, and as I said outside, a full head of hair, which is gonna be great. All these people in their late twenties, early thirties. Thread beast, come holla at us. That's you a know. good one. Uh, obviously, Spotify, Stitch Fix, yeah, Spotify, Anchor, come holla at us. Goat, what's goat? Goat is the, the shoe app. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could definitely use some fresh kicks. Uh, fucking Steam. Hello. Uh, Steam would be one. Hello Fresh. I'd be cooking. I'd be chefing it up. You know me. Yeah, I mean, I'll take some me undies. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I could use some new underwear. Shit. <laughs> Shit. You don't even have to pay us. Just send us free stuff. Look, come holla at us, dog. We look. It's about time. How many episodes in are we? We need this. It's almost been a year. You it's almost. That? It's almost been a year. We're about three months away. We're, we've been doing yeah. this for like nine months now. Yep. Yep. Almost a year in. How y'all liking it? 
Actually, from what I've been seeing, people have been digging it. I can. I, people have been digging it. Like I'm our numbers it. are hard to see. Yeah. But I know that we have now 41 Spotify followers. We have like 30 YouTube subscribers. But we have 41 Spotify followers, and if we look at our like data chart, yeah. Spotify is only like 45% of our listeners. Ah, ah, the so point. y'all, thank you for following. Yes, thank you. We do appreciate each and every one of y'all. Even if you only listen to episodes from time to time, you know, or parts of episodes, it it all helps, man. The two compliments that, all right, three compliments that I like getting more than anything else is on my writing, on my singing, and on the podcast. <laughs> Not necessarily in that order. <laughs> I fucked with it. I fucked with it. The good reception is definitely, you know, positive motivation there. This is actually a pretty good follow-up. Shoot. Social media, is it a net gain or a net loss? You mean for the collective culture? Yeah. For the world. Is social media a net gain or a net loss? Mm. I'm going to play devil's advocate here and say it's a net gain. You think that's devil's advocate? Yeah, oh no, absolutely. What? I think the overall perception of social media is that it is is that it's denigrative, right? Like most people I think can agree to an extent that social media has definitely even though it has integrated things, it has driven people further into their own cultivated social spheres. However, it's also been helpful at maintaining those social spheres. Yes. I, there are people I have seen, I have not seen for years that I can talk to like I haven't missed a beat with them. Well, it's taken the whole pen pal thing to a whole new level, right? Because like you can meet with people. That's like kind of one of the things I liked about online gameplay, right? Like you can bond with people you would have never had the chance to bond with. Like, I have a really good friend in Wisconsin I've never met. Exactly. That kind of shit. What's up, Brady? <laughs> like I said, you know, somebody in Alabama can play, uh, you know, a game of modern warfare with somebody in Spain and if that person, one of them happens to speak the other person's language, they can form an entire relationship just based around their online gameplay. The same thing with social media, like, you know, the fandoms and stuff have brought people together that would have never had chances to interact with each other simply over fucking um, Supernatural, you know what I mean? That here's another, here's a bad one, Just the dark web as a whole. Well, I mean, I think I would argue that the dark web is a product of an environment that existed before the internet. Yeah. It's just, you know, I was reading an article about the mafia and its existence because I think... Well, I guess the dark web wouldn't actually count as social media. Do we just put what are we... the entirety of Twitter under bad? I don't think so because it's Twitter. Twitter is the reason that we got, like, the Arab Spring and, like, that whole, like, the depower or the dethroning of like Muammar Gaddafi and, and how we all know that Donald Trump shits himself well it, that's my point right like social media the spread I just of, want to say again that Donald Trump shits himself I think the spread of information <laughs> I think the spread of information is available at a rate 
that wouldn't have existed without social media, right? The spread of fecalation. But <laughs> the proliferation of information now is such to a point where... Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Continue. Such to a point now where <laughs> we have to increasingly... I guess become more knowledgeable as to what is credible information and what is opinion pieces, editorial information, I guess. Hmm. And that in itself creates an issue, or I, I'm not even willing to say that it creates an issue because that issue was there to begin with, right? Like we've already, we've always had conspiracy theories and competing thought arguments yeah so i think social media just amplified those already existing problems again i mean like it's horrible that we all see it but like police brutality being caught on camera and then spread on social media exactly or QAnon conspiracy like, uh, we're just playing tennis at this point. But that's what I mean. That's what this fucking podcast is like. Come on. But <laughs> Donald Trump shits himself while playing tennis. So what do you think? Do you think social media has been a net gain or a net loss? I mean, as the mass media communications major, I'm gonna say it's a net gain. Exactly. Like, I think. Like Reddit has, you know, solved crimes. I mean, they've also caused some, but. But. I guess there's just an argument to be made on the conduct of discourse now, right? Like, we're all, it's like we're all standing in an... The conduct of discharge? That could be taken so many different ways. It's not even about Trump shitting himself at this point. Donald but he does. Donald Dump. Ooh, I don't know why I never said that one. <laughs> Donald Dumps. It sounds like a children's book. <laughs> like about a sad panda. Like, du or no, a sad duck. Teaching kids how to poop. <laughs> or teaching kids about... Everybody poops. And then the less popular, nobody poops but you. <laughs> <laughs> and then the less, less popular, Donald Dumps. <laughs> a story about an incontinent duck finding his self-esteem through fascism. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this not happening? <laughs> it's gonna happen now. Yeah, put it into the zeitgeist. Yeah, because apparently everybody steals our ideas. God damn it. Break time! Do we want to watch the other fight? No. No. Nope. Nate Robinson uh, got knocked the fuck out. Ooh. You got knocked the fuck out, man. Yeah, man. That was a pure, a, that, man, that was a pure example of over or underestimating your opponent and overestimating your athletic ability. Yup. He, yo, he came into that fight just like a bullet, yo. Like, he was trying to knock him out from the jump, and I think he exhausted himself, man, early in Jake. I mean, that's what that's what Nate Robinson has done his entire career. I mean, the dude has two slam dunk contests from being a hyper-energetic, yeah. super-athletic. So you're saying it's part of his character to be yeah. So it wasn't just, because I'm thinking part of it is, is he let that internet beef between him and Jake 
really get to his head, Joe. Like, he let Jake get into his head. And I mean, to to the man's credit, that's what he's good at, right? Like, yeah. he's good at getting under people's skin. That's how he got his YouTube virability. It's true. Is that a new word, virability? Virality? Virality? I like virability. Your ability to go viral. Ooh, put me in Merriam-Webster's dictionary. Call me Shakespeare. I'm over here making up words and shit. So, based on Jake Paul's YouTube viral. Pride cometh before the fall. <laughs> yeah. In this case, I was watching Animaniacs. I was watching Animaniacs, and they had um, an episode where they had uh, J-Pac was an artist, and he looked like Kanye West, and uh, Yakko oh, went up, and he was like, but, you know... Shakespeare is the real word poet because the guy was like, I've done more for the English language than Shakespeare. Mm, mm -hmm. And Yakko just starts a rap and he starts dropping Shakespeare lines. lines. See, that shit is cool, but it's corny, yo. It's always like... They they got him with that. They were like... Eh. Like, in the episode. Oh, did they? (laughs) They were like, eh. I gotta start watching that shit. But yeah, yo, Nate kept fallen son and he just kept leaving himself open and you even noticed that jake just he once he figured out it worked the first time he kept swinging with them heavy open hand like, and i'm not a, I, heavy I don't, overhand and i don't know boxing like that yeah yo even i was like oh and that was the highlight of the night right because everybody was expecting jake to get his ass beat the highlight of the night was snoop dogg yeah, no, in all honesty. And Snoop Dogg commentary was the highlight of the night. Everybody loses this week. Everybody loses this week. Everybody loses. Everybody. I mean, like, it's not really losing when Snoop finds you. <laughs> it's just like, damn, Every- let's start another game of hide-and-go-seek. Everybody wins, because when Snoop finds like, you, it's always a good time. Like, when you were playing hide-and-seek as a kid, did you ever just play one game of hide-and-seek? No. Exactly. Not at all. Yeah. No, I see where you're getting at. But it's not really losing. It's just like, damn, start over. Dude. Tyson and Roy was a great fight. But uh, real well, quick, before we get into Tyson and Roy, before this, when was the last time Snoop found you? I feel like it happens every week, right? I just yeah, I think I got so, hit by like four like four days ago. Yeah, I was gonna say it's just so prolific at this point that I don't even pay attention he's to. So ubi- he's so ubiquitous. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like when you see um... Fuck. I was gonna say some, some pop culture reference. Not there. Waldo. Insert pop culture reference here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. I honestly... I forgot how quick Tyson is. I was gonna say honestly... And he's, this is old Tyson. The Nate Robinson and Jake Paul fight was a disappointment. <laughs> um, Roy Jones and Tyson, however, was not a not a disappointment in the slightest. We I, wanted a knockout, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, but I, we definitely wanted to get as many rounds as we could, and it went full eight. Yeah, they went they went the distance. It ended in a draw. I definitely think Tyson won that fight. <laughs> I think so too. I think it was like a political. It's a draw. Yeah, and because it's an exhibition. Of, like exactly. they don't want to have Roy Jones like. And it was for the uh, Black Lives Matter belt. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it was a ceremonial belt, but they created a belt for this. And specific it, like fight. they may not have been going all out, but you could tell they were certainly trying. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. They were definitely trying to, you know, show that they still had it. And Mike, Roy definitely still got it, but Roy hasn't stopped fighting, for real, for real. Like Tyson was saying, Roy has been fighting consistently for the last decade or so. You know, I may have just recently stopped in the last two to three years. Mike hasn't fought in like 15 years and you couldn't tell at no. all that man ain't missed a step nope. and it was a couple of times where he hit Roy that Roy's face was like oh shit I'm in trouble <laughs> yeah. but I mean like it definitely was an exhibition you didn't see Tyson go with the strong straight no. right to the face yeah no he wasn't trying to you know make Roy je- uh, not jealous he wasn't trying to make Roy Jello? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. By the way, Donald Trump, he shits himself. Anyway. Yeah, he wasn't trying to make Roy shit himself. <laughs> That's for damn sure. Yeah. Although Nate may have shit himself. Ooh. <laughs> That's one thing. Unconscious Nate- incontinence. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing Nate Robinson and Donald Trump they have in common. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a, It looked like it was overall a good event. I didn't watch the entire thing. I didn't see Neo's. I mean, it was a pay per view, so yeah, exactly. And I wasn't paying for that shit. We got highlights though. I didn't pay for Floyd versus McGregor, and I'm. By not- the way, I heard that like while McGregor was like diehard training, Floyd didn't do anything. Like he was out at a casino the night before. Like he literally didn't prep at all. That was just head game shit. No, because he definitely prepped for this shit show. I, feel I mean, like- I, like I don't imagine him like watching film on McGregor no. and everything. No, but I mean, I he's probably he just going to do like training that keeps him yeah. in shape. But I don't think that Floyd doesn't do that already. Yeah, that's fair. I don't think he did anything outside of his normal training regimen to get ready for that fight. But Jake says he wants to fight McGregor next. Uh, or uh, I'm hearing also that he may even be trying to get Floyd out there. But get the I, fuck out. Yeah, but he's not. Floyd's not going to. That bag is not going to be big enough to get Floyd. Absolutely not. <laughs> and that's the thing not. Floyd will fight anyone if the bag is big enough right right I was getting ready to say when you said Floyd will fight anyone I'm like by anyone you mean anyone with enough fucking money Jesus yep. Christ yo Jake ain't got that kind of money that would be a win for Jake regardless of whether he actually lost the fight or not yeah and Floyd's not that fucking dumb. Yep. <laughs> it's not going to be... He, he, you asking the fucking king to come down off his pedestal to fight a goddamn peasant. Have you ever seen the anime Seriously. Faith Zero? Faith Zero? Yes. No, I don't think I You have. should. Because there's a character... So, like, the whole premise of the anime is there's, like, a battle for the Holy Grail, and then there's seven different people, and they each have seven different, like, holy spirits that they summon from throughout history mm, to okay. fight for them. So, oh. I mean, like, you have King Arthur, Alexander the Great. Um, so it's kind of like stands, but with, like, real life. Yeah, kind of. But one of them is Gilgamesh, <laughs> the king of kings, and he's just the most pompous douchebag. <laughs> and he's like, I am the king of kings, and everything in this world belongs to me. Who gave you permission to look upon me, you rabid dog? So you're saying Floyd Mayweather is Gilgamesh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he just goes, all you useless mongrels. How dare you even be in my presence? So has, like does, that. He, does he do anything of, like... Oh, he's OP as shit. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. he obliterates everybody. 
completely obliterates everybody he oh, fights. Oh, every time? So it's just you have to deal with his pompous attitude the whole time? Yeah. Damn. But, I mean, like, he doesn't fight often because he doesn't see a lot of these people as worthy. Uh, uh, <laughs> yo. There's, like, one person where he goes, like, while you may have fallen, I will acknowledge your greatness, King of Conquerors, but I am the King of Kings. Speaking of the King of Kings, Massive Dumps is trending on Twitter right now. <laughs> Mass is dumb. Massive Dumps is trending on Twitter right now because Diaper Don is oh. also trending on Twitter right now. It's also, I mean, I misheard you. It's a Sunday and Mass is dumb would uh, also make sense. No, but somebody tweeted, remember when he was so concerned about having to flush a toilet too many times? Well, here's why. Mystery solved. <laughs> you don't remember that? Mm-mm. Oh my god, yo, Donald went on, like, in the very beginning, back when this was still kind of, like, funny, haha, Donald Trump is president. Oh, this, yeah. This motherfucker was complaining about um, low water pressure toilets. Ah, uh, yep. I remember now. Yep. What's your favorite absurd Trump picture? Mm, absurd Trump picture or absurd Trump moment? Picture. I don't know if I have a favorite absurd Trump. Mine is definitely him so proudly displaying the fast food buffet Uh, with the picture of Lincoln in the back. Uh, the fucking... (laughs) Is it irony? No. Shooting the paper towel is also pretty good. Yeah. No, I think my favorite Trump moment, though... Oh, my God. I think my favorite Trump moment, though, has to be the hand jerk dancing. Like, even though it's towards the end and most recent, it's probably one of the most comedically, like, insane moments of Donald Trump. <laughs> like, goddamn. I can't wait for the history book retelling of this moment. And <laughs> because... The biggest crime... The biggest crime is that history books are made in Texas. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be true for much longer either, though. Yo, when I was editing and I heard that, I, I was like, whoo, jam came with heat. Also, everybody, um, if you're wondering why I wasn't there, I totally slept through everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to explain that. To I was up the cut. entire night before editing. Passed out. And didn't wake up until like 7 p.m. So what my man Zig is neglecting to tell y'all is that he's actually a creature of the night. Yes. And why do you think I like Castlevania so much? When, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> when he does sleep, he goes into a slumber <laughs> for often days at a time. It's like, no, it's not days at a time. <laughs> I, I, know, I have slept for a day and a half before. I thought we were going to have one of those days today because I called you three times trying to get you. No, 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 no. I woke up. Don't worry. I.e. us being here. Yep. I may have woke up at two o'clock, but I'm here. So did you see this metal structure that they found in Utah? Nope. You didn't read anything about it? I did not hear anything about it. So it's like apparently a nine foot tall like metal monolith, i.e. Oh God, what the fuck was that? This sounds like Supernatural. No, is it Space Odyssey or whatever that movie? 
Space Odyssey? Yeah, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, yeah. I remember the monolith, the black monolith at the end with the monkeys and all that shit. It's iconic. Yeah. Yeah, so it was... It almost sounds like the fifth element, too. A little bit. The giant stone monolith at the end. No, but this was... Uh, my... Are you a human? I identify as a meat popsicle. Oh, wow. That's... And that was just, like, there? Yeah, it just showed up in the middle of a Utah desert, and now it's gone. Is it, like, big enough that some person could have put it there? It's, like, nine feet tall, if I remember correctly. That's weird. I mean, did they find, like, tire tracks or anything nearby, or...? Uh, not from what I'm seeing. I feel like that's gotta be, like, a modern art stunt. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's and it's totally I mean, a remember, reference to 2001. Do you remember Space the Banksy? Ice. They had a um, the Banksy piece that they sold at auction. Oh, that. And as soon itself? as it was sold, yeah. it shredded. Yeah. And then there was a giant debate in the art community whether that makes it worth more or less. There, but did you hear the conspiracy theory that it was actually Banksy that bought the piece, and the person there was just a um, a puppet? Uh, auctioneer for him like he put up the money to buy the piece to have it shredded I did not hear that it sounds yeah. like Banksy shit though it's yeah exactly they were like it's it could have been Banksy himself for all we know but yeah dressed up in disguise yeah but no he it, doesn't have to disguise himself nobody no, knows what he looks like oh, that's fair that's totally fair yeah and that would lend to the stunt even more right so yeah the the argument is that it was a Banksy art stunt and it's like haha see look the one piece that y'all thought you were actually going to be able to buy you can't buy because I've hooked it up so that it shreds itself and little did you know pulls off mask that's not a mask <laughs> it is I Banksy <laughs> I gotta wait. What if he took the mask off and it was actually Dio Brando? What if he took the mask off and it was. What if Banksy is actually Kanye? Hmm. What if Kanye is actually Banksy? How fucked up. Like, how do you think that would change things? Like, because. Time switch! People love. What if Kanye was Banksy? And Banksy was Kanye. So so Banksy is releasing all these tracks, but none of us know what Banksy looks like. That's my point. What if Banksy and, you, and, and Kanye And you can go see Banksy in concert, person. and every single time it's a different person. Like lip syncing. Like MF Doom? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you would have Kanye West be the street artist, but he's still Kanye West. So everything would be signed, Kanye West did this. Oh, no, no. See, I like the idea that Kanye and Banksy are the same person because it creates a dichotomy that people aren't going to be able to handle when it's revealed. Where one wants to be totally anonymous and the other one wants to be totally... Kanye is a Gemini, right? So that would make totally perfect sense in the astrological space. I don't buy much of the astrological stuff. Like, I, I like, I get the trend, but, like, Gemini's, no, I'm like... Y'all fucking scare me. <laughs> exactly. And that's what would be extra scary about like Kanye being Banksy this whole time, right? Because he's been arguing that he's a genius and people don't fucking understand it. And if it turned out that he was Banksy and people have been calling Banksy a genius this whole time, then people might actually vote for Kanye in 2024. Wait, me, whoa, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if it was revealed that Kanye... That sounds like a Kanye West thought pattern there. 
lending to the entire argument. All right, that's it. It's been revealed. Kanye is totally Banksy. And it makes the weird mask that he wears during concert to like have his rants and stuff. Like it makes it all make way more sense. And who would have the kind of money to pull off an art stunt like And that? have you ever seen Banksy and Kanye in the same in place? In the same place. Have you ever seen Banksy and anyone in the same place? Maybe. Maybe. Has anybody ever seen Kanye do graffiti? I mean, Kanye's artwork is pretty good. Have you seen me do graffiti? What if, what if $500 Yeezys was to fund all of his Banksy art projects? I mean, spray paint's not that expensive. <laughs> Trust me, I know. But Defunct Land had to be that expensive. Or no, Dismaland? Yeah, Dismaland, my bad, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all right, yeah, he, he definitely he definitely rented an elephant, so. All I'm saying is if you keep the red yarn going, we may be able to uncover the fact that Banksy is actually Kanye West. <sighs> and then I'm saying all of the crazy shit that Kanye says makes just a little bit more sense. I... God, it's so annoying how not <laughs> out of the bounds of reality that is. Probably to the same way where last week I was like, if Eminem dies, it's an assault on the First Amendment. Exactly. Oh, my God. So now Eminem is a martyr for the First Amendment and Kanye West is Banksy. Oh, also, I did want to mention if Eminem died in the couple of years wake of the 94 crime bill. Which I said that would be like the, the all of them would be licking their chops, being like, "Let's vaporize the inner cities." So Eminem dying, but if Eminem dying is the death of hip hop, then then Con does yeah. Kanye get to become the genius? The death of free hits? speech. Oh, well, which would inherently be the death of hip hop, though, right? Yeah. So does Kanye then become, ooh, but that pushes Kanye even further into his Banksy narrative, right? Because now hip hop is dead. So wait, if this is like Marvel Civil War, to bring it back like we always do to Marvel Civil War, <laughs> Kanye is like Steve Rogers. Yes. <laughs> yes. God damn so me. we're saying that Kanye West is not only Banksy, but also Captain, Captain America. America. Oh, God. So now we have to vote for Kanye in 2024. <laughs> Fuck. What if Kanye is cute? Is it more believable that Kanye is Q? Q from... From QAnon. Oh, no. I was thinking Q is, like, from James Bond. No, no. Is it more believable that Kanye West would be Q from QAnon or that Kanye would be Banksy? That Kanye West would be Banksy. Yeah, it's, yeah, no, that's fair. What do you think about the rumors that Donald Trump is actually Q? I don't think he's smart enough. Do you think it takes smarts to be able to start a cult? I know it takes Kool-Aid. No, that's how you finish a cult. Mmm, true. True. I got my whole uh, classic Americana look going on with the, <laughs> the leather jacket and white t-shirt. Just keeping it simple. 
keeping it classic. I look like a greaser. <laughs> oh my god. West Side Story. Shit. You got a switchblade on you? Nah, I got a switch comb. <laughs> those are great though. Anytime I see those, I think of Powerpuff Girls. Did you hear about the, uh, I guess you can't call it a drug bust, but it was like a, so apparently Anne Arundel County police are investigating a package that was dropped off to a woman's house that contained 18 pounds of marijuana. It's a big ass package. Or some dense brickweed. I'm just like. <laughs> which, which do you think it is? Big package or dense brickweed? Big package. I saw pictures of some of the evidence, and I'm just like, would you would you report that? No. <laughs> I don't know if I would turn it in or not, because I'm just like, hey, it could be like laced. I, you you never know where it came from. That's fair. That's a fair point. But I'm just like, God damn, that's crazy. Like, what would you do if you it's, came It's like the, if you saw a briefcase with like a million dollars. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing where I'm like, um... Do you keep it inside? A million dollars in a briefcase? No, I'm talking about the weed. Oh, <laughs> probably. Because a million dollars. A million dollars in a briefcase. Uh, like, that's like, my first thought is, if I keep this, I'm going to get killed. Exactly. <laughs> that's the other thing I'm thinking, right? Like, 18 pounds of weed just showing up to your house. Like, somebody's gonna be missing 18 fucking pounds of weed, yo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not, I don't know if you want to hold on to that. Like, if you're gonna sell it, you gotta do it quick, right? Yep. <laughs> and don't you say shit to anybody while you do it. I'm not telling you guys how to sell drugs, I'm just saying. Speaking it, of, Donald Trump shits himself. <sighs> Donald dumps. Fucking 18 pounds. That's like the Elon Musk tweet that you put up on the Instagram or whatever. Oh, yeah. What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> like, yo, What's you stumble upon a million dollars in a fucking suitcase, yo. God damn. It makes me think of the movies where, like, people always, you know, people stumble upon that kind of shit. One of my favorite movies, True Romance, where they stumble upon all that fucking coke and shit and they have to run away from them. The mob bosses and all that shit. Like, have you ever seen the movie Dope? Yeah, yeah. That's another one of those movies. <laughs> they just dark web out all of this fucking, all of these. What were they selling? Oh god, I don't even remember. It was like some kind of new age. Drug yeah, it was like that. some new age drug, and they sold it all online through their fucking school. Man. The shit, once again, the internet, man. The shit you could do on the internet. You was talking about the dark web earlier. That's one way you could get rid of 18 pounds of... Actually, actually, I don't know if you would want to do that on the dark web because I feel like whoever's missing the 18 pounds can find it real quick if you tried to sell it all at one time. Something, something, Bitcoin! Shit. 18 pounds, man. That's a lot of weed. That's a lot of weed. It's about two weeks worth of weed for Wiz Khalifa. I mean, uh, I mean, you're not, I, I, yeah. In more local news, Baltimore County Public Schools got hit with a ransomware hack. Really? Yep. 
similar to the one that uh, Georgia, the whole state of Georgia got hit with a couple of years ago. I don't know if you remember that. But yeah, on the uh, morning of Wednesday 25th, <laughs> school staff and investigators have been, or yeah, school staff and investigators have been working tirelessly to try and, you know, disable the hack and figure out where it came from. But it looks like they're going to have to push school off on Monday and Tuesday to finish the investigation up. Who knows how long it's going to keep going for, though. I'm just surprised that this is... I wonder if it's the first time that something like this has happened since the beginning of all this COVID nonsense. Because, like I said, I'm surprised that this would be the first incident of this happening since all this has taken place. It happened a couple of years ago with Georgia. But yeah, I mean, what do you think about the Baltimore County school hack? Do you think we're likely to see more of this happening in the future? Why would you hack Baltimore County schools if you're you're not gonna find any money in there? That's but it's ransomware, so they're hoping that Baltimore County will come up with some money for them, I guess. Can it be like a noble hacker and be like fun heating and air conditioning in schools? <laughs> it seems like a noble hack, right? Cause uh what we'll call it the report cards were supposed to come out this week. <laughs> and with the public school system being shut down. It's Maybe it's a kid who just really wants to avoid Like, he's got a fucking failing grades, but he's a tech savant. Yep. And uh, he's, he's just, just like, I can't let my parents see my, my report card. He wants everybody to have a good Thanksgiving break. And it looks like his objective was achieved here, and they're even going to get two extra days. <laughs> I'm not even mad. That's industrious. <laughs> like the kid that you were saying uh, was selling Edward passes. Exactly. <laughs> My man just got, you know, everybody an extra two days off of school. And with the numbers rising and everything, it doesn't look like the kids are going to be going back to school anytime soon. So. Yep. All right. So here's one. Kevin Hart had a new stand up on Netflix. Oh, yes. I heard. What was it called? I don't know. And was it called that's going to be part Hart? of my point. Dave Chappelle also had an 18-minute, like, a lot like he did with 846, but this was in response to his Chappelle show getting put on streaming. So I was watching Kevin Hart, and he did his stand-up from his house. Like, he had a show in his house. Mm. And, um, you know, I chuckled a little bit, but then I fell asleep. I can't really remember any of the lines. Oh, so Kevin Hart's stand-up was from his house. Yeah. It was, uh, so the stand-up was zero fucks given. Yeah. So it, it was, it was not... Did it feel like he gave zero fucks the entire time? <sighs> was he wearing, like, I, what, 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 it looks like he's wearing some kind of, like, robe slash smoking jacket kind of... I mean, know? it was, I, I chuckled a little. Okay. But then I fell asleep. Damn. Where I'm watching Chappelle, and you know, I maybe got like two laughs out of it, but I am fully engaged the entire time. Mm. Mm. So, if Kevin Hart and Chappelle are the two like pinnacle stand up comedians right now, it does, which almost... I think I can say that they are. Yeah. They are definitely the face of stand-up at the moment. I can't think of any other comedian. I feel like Chappelle took a 
No, I, I feel like at this point it just shows that Chappelle is the greatest at what he does. If you're measuring him against Kevin Hart, at this point, it's it should be like undeniable. It's different levels of comedy for sure. Like we said, it's like you're basically going to see Dave to hear a lecture with some laughs. Yes. Dave is definitely on lecture terms at this point. It's like his his comedy has evolved to the point where it's not punchline driven anymore. Yeah. You're there for the engaging storytelling, whereas Kevin. I feel like Kevin was more storytelling too with bits of comedy, but his stories just don't hit like they used to. I didn't watch this thing. You think it's going to be a type of thing where it was like with Eddie Murphy that he just became unrelatable? I think that is where Kevin Hart is at. And Dave didn't do, and I think that's why uh, Eddie hasn't done comedy in a, or stand up in a really long time because what are we going to listen to Eddie tell jokes about? His rich life? Like, I mean, yeah, that'll be great for, like, 15, maybe 30 minutes set. But, like, do we want to hear that for an hour 45? You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess two hours is long. What do most... Like, an hour and a half. I'd say, like, an hour and a half. You think an hour and 90 minutes? Yeah, I'd say, like, like 60 to 90 minutes would be, like, a Netflix special. But... It's like Chappelle said in 846, I'm just a guy. But I know why. I figured out why they want to hear from me and it's serious. The only reason people want to hear from people like me is because you trust me. You don't expect me to be perfect, but I don't lie to you. I'm just a guy and I don't lie to you. And every institution, Every institution that we trust lies to us. He's able to maintain that though, because right at the time where he was about to hit Kevin Hart's status, he ducked out. He dived out before the money got to him. The one line I remember Chappelle saying specifically in the wake of all of that was, it felt like they were laughing at me and no longer laughing with, with me. me. Yeah, and that's true because he did become a clown to a point. By the way, people don't watch Chappelle's show on any streaming service. Don't do it. It's a great show, but don't watch it because if you respect Dave, he needs his back. It looks like most- And it's not the money, it's the validation that matters. So you said an hour and a half. It looks like most of these stand-up specials actually run about an hour. Okay. So yeah, I was thinking an hour and a half was a little long. Like, but um, yeah, no, yeah, the whole boycott the Chappelle show thing. And I think it's an honorable also, state position to take. I fell asleep in a Kevin Hart's show. If I fell asleep, you know something's up. Stand-up hasn't been the same recently. It just don't hit the way it used to. And I don't know if it's because the caliber of the comedians that we have isn't the same. Or if it's just the art form. I mean, with the whole PC culture thing, I feel like a lot of stand-up comedians are feeling a bit triggered. And don't feel like they can give it their full go. Like yeah, that is... That has been a thing in comedy. 
and even though Netflix is allowing them to take, you know, the reins and go no holds bar, I still feel like, you know, they're pulling punches at certain points. Most comedians, anyway, are pulling punches at certain points. I mean, I've heard a lot of comedians talk about this. I've heard John Oliver, like Joe yeah. Rogan, like, they've all talked about, like, them now navigating a minefield of, you know, things that are now taboo. Yes. John Cleese, one of my favorite quotes, um, John Cleese, very famous uh, comedian from Monty Python fame. Love him. Uh, he said, comedy is inherently critical. Yes, absolutely. Because in order to find the comedic humor in something, you have to be critical of it. Absolutely. Right. So I think there's an argument to be had here that maybe what we are experiencing is a comedian in front of the camera, right? Like, neither one of us, we can't frequent comedy clubs right now because of COVID and everything like that. And I didn't frequent them before COVID. It stopped in the middle of all this PC culture shit. We will, though. <laughs> yeah. And I will lead with the joke. Killer Mike, Russell Brand, and Joe Rogan walking to the Vatican. <laughs> Our first live show. That's how we're going to open it. But, um... So maybe what we're seeing, though, is comedians being, I guess, clean on camera and saving the more edgy, what we would find, you know, more hilarious stuff. Per hour two on Joe Rogan. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> For, you know, late night club sets and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, somebody's still going to get it on camera, and then they're going to get roasted on Twitter. That's how it always goes, right? Have you seen a stand-up recently that you thought was good, <laughs> for lack of a better word? One that you would recommend to somebody other than Chappelle? Uh, I mean, I haven't watched it in like a year, but um, Chris Rock's stand-up, Tambourine. Oh, Tambourine was good. Was really good. Yeah. The one line that sticks out to me from that, and it's really crazy because it came out, I think, the day before the Parkland shooter, was Shit. if a hundred people get God. killed yeah. by the same person yep. with the same knife, 97 people deserve to die. <laughs> See, that's the kind of stuff that, like... I guess because Chris Rock is seasoned and tenured, right? Like, he can get away with that kind of shit. But I don't feel like a new comedian could get away with that joke. Um, Neil Brennan, this is another one, old one, but Neil Brennan's stand-up, I feel like, was really good and really groundbreaking in its presentation. Did you see that? Mm -mm. So he did, like, a three mics kind of, I think it was called Neil Brennan Three Mics, um, where one mic was for stand-up jokes, one mic was for storytelling, and one mic was for real, like, introspective, confessional-type shit. Oh, so you would just move around the stage? Um, not... They were, like, right next to each other, but it's like the lighting would go down, and then he would jump to one mic, and then the lighting would go down, and he'd jump to another mic, and he kept doing that throughout the show, and using that to kind of, um... transverse between topics... The way people are able to use lighting uh, to direct a show is really, really cool. We yeah. actually need we need to have Perv on, yeah. uh, because like that's what he, he does. does. Yeah, yeah. Well, we need to have Perv on to help just, us with lighting for. Yeah, we need to have Perv on to help us with lighting, and just because we've tried to have a on, I think twice, and it's botched both times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
But, I mean, I have a topic that's been kind of, like, we've been picking up on a little bit over the past couple of weeks. And it's what makes an artist or a franchise or a series burn out. Like, we're talking about, like, Star Wars and all of this stuff. Jumping the shark. But if people go too experimental, then we're, like... Jumping the shark. <laughs> but if they stay too stale, we're, like... Mm, is it even worth watching anymore? Yep. So... What... What is that sweet spot? Mm. Well, I think to bring it back to something... Before you describe the sweet spot, what would you say are examples of the sweet spot? Well, I mean, like I said, to bring it back to something you were talking about earlier, the Animaniacs, right? Like, they took a hiatus, what was it, like 17 years, something like that? A long time. Yeah. They, uh, I think it was actually like 22 years. Twenty. Yeah, I think it 27 was what it was. I remember them saying it in the first episode. They started in 93, I think they ended in 97, so yeah, it's like 22, 23 years. Yeah. So, I think one of the things that allows a show to stay fresh is taking a break when necessary, right? Not pushing it past the point of, I guess, breaking, jumping the shark, right? Like, breaking the bounds of what the show actually is and turning it into a different show. Um, I thought of an example yeah. uh, yesterday. So... Metal Gear Solid mm-hmm. versus Splinter Cell. World of Warcraft. Or not World of Warcraft. Well, yeah, World of Warcraft versus Call of Duty. I'm thinking a much more close comparison. You remember okay. Splinter Cell with Sam Fisher? Yeah. The spy, yeah. Like the spy espionage? Yeah. Metal Gear Solid is fun, fun, like the same thing. Right. But why did Metal Gear Solid live where Splinter Cell fell off? And I'm thinking of like when they went to like Splinter Cell 3 or 4 and then it stopped being the espionage and he's just like, Rambo! Call of Duty, (laughs) right? Like one of the things keeping Call of Duty afloat is purely zombies at this point, right? Like I mean, competitive play too. Yeah, but even the competitive play, yeah, but I guess that's purely based off like fan base, right? Like the kinds of people who enjoyed the Call of Duty gameplay to begin with. But, like, there's nothing new or innovative bringing in new viewership, new viewership, new um, players, right? Um, and most of its old fan base is begrudgingly buying the new series in the franchise. This sounds exactly like Magic the Gathering. <laughs> exactly. You're just doing it because... What, what are you going to replace it with at this point? Walking Dead. That's what you're going to replace it with. No. Even in Call of Duty. Zombies. But, like, World of Warcraft hasn't changed much about itself, and it's still going It's changed strong. a lot. Has it changed it's a lot? It's changed a lot. In a negative way or in a good way? In a both directions way. I was gonna say, because when I look at the game, I guess from the outside looking in, fundamentally it doesn't look like the structure of the game has changed. I mean, you're still your character, you're still running around, you still, like, the combat is, like... Medieval, like, archetype type. I guess in that regard, yeah, but, like, the the systems and everything they've expanded on. Some of it's good, some of it's bad. But that's what we're talking about, right? Like, the ability to expand 
on an original concept without losing the integrity of the concept. All right, so how about we take some bands, for example? I said, I messaged you, mm. I messaged you, the Red Hot Chili Peppers are the new Rolling Stones, yes. right? Yeah. And my and whole both... premise of it is, the Chili Peppers have been around since like 1983. We don't really care if the Chili Peppers make new music. Right. Right. Because if they go on tour, I'm going to go see the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Right, because they've got enough. Well, I think it's easier for music to do that right, because once you get solidified in the few hits that you have, not few, but you know what I mean. I mean, the Chili Peppers have a ginormous catalog. Yeah, they, they've shown exactly. a huge amount of growth. Exactly. And when you have a ginormous catalog that is followed by healthy growth, then yeah, you become solidified in a way that it doesn't really matter. It's the same thing with Jay-Z, right? Like at this point, Jay-Z's catalog is so huge and certified that when he puts out albums like 444, people don't clown him for it anymore. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like same thing with Nas. Like the last two Nas albums were hits or misses, but they weren't bad either. Mm -mm. Like. When I will says, say, I am really excited for the next Chili Peppers album because John Frusciante, they're not original, but best, most iconic guitar player is going to be back in the band. Oh, shit. So um, all of the best music that the Chili Peppers have made was when John Frusciante was in the band. Under the Bridge, Danny California, mm. By the Way, um, Californication, all of it was, was John Frusciante. Was he the main songwriter? Uh, no, but he certainly wrote most. It depends on each album. One of the members try seems to take a lead. Okay. My favorite Chili Peppers album is the one where Frusciante took the lead, and it was the 2003 album. By the way, standing in line to see the show tonight, and there's a light on. Yeah, I know what's going. Yeah. That whole album is really, really good, but it's also really guitar driven. Yeah, yeah. Can't stop addicted to the shin thing. Oh, that's that album. Okay. Yep, I know what album that is now. Fly away on my zephyr. I feel it more than ever. Throw away your television. My uh, Francois and my friend Ryan, we were in middle school and we were watching, it was a snow day. We were watching the Slane Castle live concert from the Red Hot Chili Peppers and I was singing along to it in the back. And then Francis, Francois and Ryan turn around and they look at me and they're just like, dude, you sound more like Anthony Kiedis than Anthony Kiedis. <laughs> totally sounds like a pothead thing to say. politics influencing it's a retelling of the manger story but through <laughs> climate change and it's like how is that oh this is a weird place to start recording because we're going to talk about music after this and people are going to be like what the fuck is that it's a book it's that was on the new york times uh bestseller list fuck i now i have to look up what this book is called <laughs> you know what the number one selling book on the bestsellers list is right now what obama's book Hope you like this episode, Ted. <laughs> ah, a children's Bible. A children's Bible. By Linda Millett. 
It was very, uh, the synopsis is... I wonder if they, like, put it under a box with a stick or throw it out on a fishing line. A bevy of kids and their middle-aged parents convene for the summer at a country house on America's northeast side. While the grown-ups indulge pills, benders, and bed-hopping, the kids' disaffected teenagers and their parentally neglected younger siblings look on with mounting disgust. But what begins as a generational comedy soon takes a darker turn as climate collapse and societal breakdown encroaches. The ensuing chaos is underscored by scenes of symbols reposed from the Bible. A man on a blow-up raft among the reeds, an animal rescued from a deluge into the back of a van, a baby born in a manger with an unfailing light touch, Millet delivers a wry fable about climate change and bunging foundational myths with a with new meaning and zero subtlety. Hope. Finally hope. And zero subtlety. Yeah. And that was just one of the books on New York Times bestseller list of twenty twenty. But I mean I might actually read that. It sounds kind of interesting. Kind of. Do you want to start on the music stuff or do you want to start on the random shit that I just wrote down? I'm gonna let you take the 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 guide here. All right, cool. So I, we're debating on a, on a name for this. We're either thinking Tide Shift or Whirlpool, mm. but it's where we take two things and we switch them. I like Tide Shift. Oh no, I see Whirlpool. No, I like Tide Shift. Tide Shift. All right, cool. Tidal Shift. So we've been doing this the past couple of episodes without even like really thinking about it. So I have people from a cartoon and real life. So what if you switch Eric Cartman with Eric Foreman? <laughs> That's a totally different show. I thought you were going to say Eric Cartman with um, the dude from Breaking Bad. <laughs> That's... That's kind of the same show. <laughs> so just put Cartman in Breaking Bad. And, and more therapy for Jesse. Yeah. Oh, God, that's just Cartman's God tormenting. damn it, Jesse! Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just Cartman's You're getting the funnel Jesse. around, Jesse! And selling meth to people. <laughs> and what's uh, the character? God damn, people. Eric Cartman and Eric Foreman from That uh, 70s show. show. Can you just imagine, like, tiny little Cartman next to Donna? That's what I'm saying. It's just... That's just Eric tormenting Red and Kitty, yo. <laughs> Whatever show you put Eric in, it's just going to be Eric tormenting the characters. All right, so how about Eric Foreman in South Park? I feel like him and Kyle form a relationship. Not a relationship, <laughs> but, like, I feel like that's relief for everybody in South Park. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What about, what about, okay, this isn't cartoon in real life, but what if you replaced Eric with Peter from Family Guy? Um, and put Eric and Stewie up against each other. Do you think they would butt heads, or or do you think they would conquer the world together? With Eric's schemes... Oh, I think Eric Cartman and Stewie would totally conquer the world. <laughs> totally would conquer the world. I think they would fight at first, but then and they then would, they would get married. Then they mutually they would find a mutual like enjoyment of each other. Are you saying Stewie would turn? Oh, Stewie's totally gay. But then you're but now I'm assuming that Stewie is somehow going to turn Eric gay. What's which, to say Eric's not gay? Mm. 
Maybe that's the reason he's raging at the world. Mm. Eric Cartman's in the closet. But they had him have a girlfriend, and he... No, but he didn't really love her, though. Mm. There's the rub. Aye, that's the rub. <laughs> okay. So, we have... What's another one we could do? Huey Freeman from the Boondocks and Atticus Freeman from Lovecraft Country. Those are essentially the same, <laughs> right? I still feel like it's the same. Um, yeah, no, that's Wait, the same Huey, show. <laughs> all right, all right. Riley Freeman. Ah, and Atticus, and Atticus Freeman. There you go. <laughs> now we're changing things. Yeah, Christine, use a bitch. <laughs> I'm gonna come shit. get the book of Adam, and you gonna pay what you owe. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> And then Atticus Freeman as Riley Freeman. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't even imagine. I feel we like he would try. I feel like he would, like, That's he'll just... walk into the mall to be the Santa Slayer, and he has the bandana on and the airsoft gun, and he would just, like, he'd get to the sliding doors, and he'd just be like, why am I doing this? No, I'm just imagining Atticus in the, uh, fucking, the Candy for Sale episode. Fuck you, fuck the queen, fuck the fancy <laughs> ass shoes, <laughs> fuck that accent. Alright, I got one more, and this this person's from real life. Squinching his nose the whole Homer time. Simpson and OJ Simpson. Oh my god. Once again, this is essentially the same thing, right? <laughs> I still feel like, because OJ wasn't that, that smart, <laughs> so it's not... Yeah, but Homer also wasn't at all pro running back. But he didn't run. He drove. Can, all right. No, 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 no. In, they'd be in the courtroom. And um, Johnny Cocker would be like, does the glove fit? And Homer would try to put his three-finger hand into the glove. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I can't get anything right. <laughs> no, homie, this is good. <laughs> Oh god, then the Homer murders well, I guess it wouldn't be Marge, right? But I'm no. just thinking now I'm thinking of the OJ story told through the Simpsons and Homer fucking murders Marge. How many seasons does the Simpsons run if it's OJ Simpson? Hmm. <laughs> not very long because he's black, right? And it's an interracial <laughs> relationship. That's why! <laughs> and it's an interracial relationship, so like two seasons. Okay. And well, those are the ones I came up with. And that's the end of America's longest-running sitcom. Yep. I think it's still... I think... It is. It's America's longest... It's longer than, than MASH at this point? Ooh. <laughs> Lighthouse. <laughs> Lighthouse. I'm not gonna look that up. There's some work. <laughs> I mean, MASH was on for a really long time. You're gonna make me look it up now. We can edit. I wouldn't be surprised if The Simpsons are running longer. The Simpsons have been running since the 1980s. It's got to be running longer now. Yeah, Simpsons have got to be the longest running. 255 episodes. Oh, yeah, Simpsons are way past Thank that. You. Okay, yep. Simpsons so, are way past yeah. that. <laughs> so, America's longest running sitcom is a, also a cartoon. The longest running live sitcom, I'm pretty sure, is Smash. I think at this point still. Although Big Bang Theory was... I hate that show. 
That show is a detriment <laughs> to my people. It's a detriment to TV. <laughs> so what was the other... Oh, okay, those were the... Those are the three I wrote down. Okay. Back to music. There's been lots of great albums out recently in the last couple of months. Have you heard anything that you would like to as share? As far as like a new album, like anything that's you know tapped your toes. A lot of your a lot of the stuff like I don't like when I find new music, it's quote unquote new because like I just discover it. But as far uh, as like new so stuff that not, like drops, yeah, yeah. Um, I listen to the new. Tool album a lot, a lot, a lot. So that's been your. That's been your like as far as the album that came out this year, I would say it'd be RTJ4 and um, Tool, the Tool album. Yeah. Um, as of the recent, Juicy J's new album is pretty fire. Um, lots of, of Three the, Six Mafia fame. Yes, lots of the joints crank. Do you um, know, you know why they're called Three Six Mafia, right? No, I totally because don't. Because they used to be the Triple Six Mafia. Right. Because they used to be the six, 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 6 Mafia. Oh, well, yeah, okay, never mind. Then I totally knew that. But, um, 1995 with Logic is pretty good. Uh, that's the way it goes with Key Glock. Uh, Killer with Kanye, the, <laughs> Conway the Machine. Look, I mean, look, the whole album, I didn't hear a track on there for real, for real, that I fucking just couldn't listen to i'm not done the album yet it wasn't like the future and lil uzi vert album like that shit was like hot mid right like every track on there was like i'm look i'm sorry i'm saying it this shit is forgettable right out of futures collab projects that shit is just like it wasn't hitting uh jeezy's new album was like a good three out of five mics um what else? Would I, I haven't listened to Meg's new album yet. So, you mentioned earlier, like... Speaking of collab projects. Speaking of collab projects, what kind of collaboration would you want to see? Man, at this point... There's a couple of people, like, off top. I would love to see a Big Crit and Mick Jenkins collab project. That shit would be hot jazzy fire I'm, like, gonna, I'm gonna throw one at you that you're gonna be like shocked Chicago Mississippi like you're gonna ooh. be shocked at this one I wanna see Kendrick Lamar with the foreign exchange I don't think I've heard the foreign exchange foreign exchange or like an instrumental like jazz group mm. you'd really like him okay I think you'd really like him okay that's a nice one uh I think I'd like to ooh I feel it's like it would be it would be much more like um to pimp a butterfly style mm -hmm. yeah where it's more like free form spoken poetry with Kendrick I'd like to hear like an Anderson Pock and Arctic Monkeys album I love bands that sing in British <laughs> I love bands that sing. I don't British. even know what that would sound like, right? But it was just two people that I thought maybe. One's well, alright, the other one's scary, and it well now is so totalitary. He's got no time for you. Look at her breathing, and I don't want you to. Right and round and round and Donald Trump trip. shits himself. I need tits. <laughs> I need tits. So, oh man, uh, what would be some other cool collabs? Um, fucking uh, Miley Cyrus and Dolly Parton did a song together. Run the Jewels and Rage Against the Machine. Mm, yeah, that would be good. That would be really good, actually. Ooh. 
juvenile and NLE chopper, that's one that's probably out of your spectrum. But I, <laughs> for my delegation, that's something that I feel like would bang. Guar and Twisted Sister. Holy shit, that's one for your your delegation. <laughs> Just because it would be the trollsiest rock show ever. Because yeah. Twisted Sister is a is a parody band. Yeah. They they were a parody band that blew and, up hair metal to a farce during hair metal. And Guar is essentially spectacle art. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So it would just be a spectacle parody show. Um, or parody spectacle. I don't know. Don't correct me on my grammar. Fuck you. <laughs> um, I've I've wanted to see a concert of um of uh, Metalocalypse. Not Metalocalypse. I wish that that was what a was real his name? band. What? I wish that that was a real band, Joe. Like I Death didn't Clock. even. They do. Yeah. They do tour. <laughs> How? Brendan Small sings for real. Yeah, and I like so, and I think they do holograms too. So no, this is what I'm saying. I want to see Death Clock, the Gorillas, and Hologram Tupac, and have no physical humans ever come on stage. Mm. What about a Gorillas and BTS album for all my K-pop stands out there? That'd be sick. <laughs> the a thing B is, I, a BTS the gorillas, album. the gorillas combine with anybody. I'm right. That's what I'm saying. Uh, ooh, fucking, uh, gorillas and like, oh god, like gorillas and Earth Gang. Do you listen to Earth Gang at all? Mm -mm. If you miss Outcast, if you miss Outcast, you should be listening to Earth Gang because they are the closest thing this new generation has to that kind of vibe. And yeah, you you're sleeping if you haven't listened to any of their music yet. Regina Spector and Erica Badu. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> that was off the cuff, sir. Jesus Christ. If you want to make what it a little that? more cohesive, Regina Spector and Alicia Keys. Mm. Mm. I'm thinking of a very piano-driven, like, duet type of thing. Hmm. With two very powerful female voices. Missy Elliott and Ariana Grande. Yeah. No? I just don't want to... You don't like Ariana? Nah, not nah, really. Let's do Missy Elliott. Yeah, I know. I feel like a couple of people... Drake and Death Clock. Oh God, no! That a Drake heavy metal album? No, Wayne already did that. Yeah, no. Um, you don't listen to a lot of R&B. Uh, I was gonna say maybe like a Missy Elliott and her album, but I don't know if you've heard any of her music. Hold on, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. The Red Hot Chili Peppers. Ooh, what no. about an Erica Badu and Red Hot Chili Peppers? Red Hot Chili Peppers and Busta Rhymes. Mm, I don't know if that would work. If you do like the upbeat Chili Peppers, like with the yeah. funky bass. But that's the whole album, though. You're talking, that's gonna be like a six song project. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who would Busta be good? A good pair. Ooh, like a Busta Rhymes and Lip Biscuit album. <laughs> well, the thing I feel is, like, like I'm thinking Busta, Busta Rhymes definitely has a song with Lip Biscuit. I'm thinking Busta Rhymes is like it, it's got to be a fun group for Busta Rhymes. You don't think that's gonna be fun for Busta Rhymes? 
Uh, no, just just like limp. Who the fuck wants to go to a limp biscuit show except for me? Uh, I think there are tons of people in this country that would go to a limp biscuit show. They just wouldn't admit it. So Buster Rhymes, Buster Rhymes did a song with Linkin Park. Method Man has a song with Limp Bizkit. I kind of want to see the Wu Tang Clan do a really, really weird one. Who would be a good rock? This one would be dope. See, I don't know any new Wu Tang Clan orchestrated by John Williams. <laughs> like a live orchestral John Williams orchestra doing Wu Tang beats. They would be the they would be the group for that. For sure. I mean, they did that type of thing with Metallica. Hmm. I don't know. Hit us up. Let us know your dream collab project. And they could be as weird as possible or as cohesive as you Or like as simple and unspoken because it's not necessary, Kendrick and Jekyll. Yeah. Still still waiting on that. Yep. Just just do it, guys. Kendrick, you haven't dropped an album since 2016, and I love you, but please give us this shit. So the Grammys happened just recently. I heard. I don't know too much about it. However, you did tell me that Tool won for Best Rock or Metal Performance. Uh, let's see. I've got the Grammy Award winner list right here. Which is zero surprise. Anytime Tool drops anything, it's gonna win hella Grammys. Record of the year went to Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Uh, I see there's no surprise there. Yep. She just, you know, faded into the last half of the year, but she definitely was. Oh, her was up there. Her's Hard Place was nominated. Uh, DJ Khaled's Talk was on there. Ariana Grande's Seven Rings was nominated. Album of the Year went to Billie Eilish. Where do we all go? Or When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Where uh, do we go? Where do we go, everybody? Some other notables on where there. Where do we were, go when we fall asleep? <laughs> where Vampire Weekend, Lil Nas X is up there, Ariana Grande is up there, Lana Del Rey is up there, Bonadere. Yay! Yeah, I mean... It's the Grammys, right? So it's take it or leave it for what it really means to you. But Song of the Year also went to Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Uh, best New Artist was Billie Eilish. Uh, best Pop Solo Performance was Truth Hurts by Lizzo. Best Pop Duo Group Performance went to Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus for their Old Town Road remix. Jesus Christ. Best this tradition. happened all this year? Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. This year is taken an eternity. No, wait. I feel like all that had to have been... Some of that had to have been last year sliding into this year. But Best Traditional Pop Vocal Album went to Elvis Costello and the Imposters. Look now. I, Elvis Costello still making music? I don't... See, this is why the Grammys are fucking irrelevant, right? Because yeah. <laughs> it's shit like that. Best pop vocal album went to Billie Eilish. <laughs> so is our point here to give the Grammy news or to prove how pointless the Grammys are? A little bit of both. <laughs> it's funny to me. <laughs> So, yeah, where was I? Best pop vocal album went to Billie Eilish. Best dance record. Do we care about best dance record? It was the Chemical Brothers, for those of us who care about best dance record. <laughs> I don't. Best dance album went to the Chemical Brothers. 
I feel like the point here more so than who won is how pointless the Grammys are. Well, I mean, the best rock album and best rock performance went to Gary Clark Jr. How do you feel about no? No Gary Clark Jr. in your playlist rotation? Nope. Best metal performance and best metal album went to Tool. That one is given. Uh, let's see. Best... Oh, no, excuse me. Best rock album went to Cage the Elephant. They're a good band. I've seen them before. I didn't listen to their new album, though. I didn't know they had a new album. Best alternative... It, uh, it's Social Cues. No? I feel you said like Vampire a... Weekend for the alternative yeah. album. Yep. Cool. Uh, <laughs> me. R&B performance went to Anderson Pac and uh, Andre 3000 with Come Home. Well, anytime Andre gets some recognition, I'm always about it. Best traditional R&B performance went to Lizzo with Jerome. Best R&B song was Say So, PG Morton. PJ Morton, excuse me. Uh, best R&B album was Anderson Pac with Ventura. Contemporary was Lizzo. Best rap performance went to Nipsey Hussle. Rap song also. R.I.P. Best rap song. Hold on, wait, no. Best rap song, rap song performance went to Nipsey Hussle, but the best rap song went to J. Cole with a lot. J. Cole and 21 Savage taking that home. Best rap album went to. Tyler the Creator with Igor, which I feel like also came out last year, but I don't know. 2020 has been a weird time warp. Do we care about Best Country? Nope, not at all. Don't even read them. Well, it was Willie Nelson. Whatever. Alright, I mean, that's cool. Neat. Neat. Let's see. Anything else of note? I don't see anything. I mean, jazz winners. Gospel. Neat. Cool. <laughs> so, like I'm saying, like you were saying, excuse me. It, the the point is not who won the Grammys. Yeah. The point is that it doesn't matter. The, the point here is, is it still seems like the Grammys are essentially out of touch. I mean, I feel like their choices with Anderson Pac winning in, you know, uh, best. Did I say who won best rap album? I don't know. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. I it mean, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I feel like they're getting better in those areas. You know, it's Kendrick has never won album of the year. It doesn't matter. That's fair. <laughs> Kendrick has never won album of the year. It doesn't matter. I just music lately to me. I mean, with COVID and everything, it, there's not much inspiration laying around, right? Like, I'm also tired of hearing COVID songs. <laughs> I want, songs I want Kendrick's take on it. I want <laughs> Kendrick's take on this world. So that's your whole shit. I mean, yeah, I want to know what happens next in the story of St. Kendrick, but that's a different time. There was also a little bit of controversy with Justin Bieber feeling like he was miscategorized as pop when he specifically wanted to conceptualize an R&B album. And I feel like, I don't know, I didn't listen to a lot of Justin Bieber's album. Neither did I. <laughs> but do you feel like that that's something that happens a lot with the Grammys? Like speaking to their out of touch sense, them miscategorizing certain things? I mean, yeah, 
But then again, the Grammys just also don't recognize bands and artists that fit into those categories more accurately. So do you... And the other thing is, is Grammys are also based a lot on commercial success. Like, one of the best rock bands that I've heard in the past couple of years and their album came out earlier this year or last year, and that's the Amazons. The Strokes dropped the new album this year, and that got no love. And I mean, this all goes into what we were saying while I was reading this list off. It felt like, you know, a lot of this stuff came out last year. So for it to be winning awards in 2020 just makes me feel like... Their ear isn't to the culture as much as it used to be, if it ever really was. I mean, it's a bunch of old white guys, for the most part. Right, right. I think Killer Mike, um, Mark, I think Killer Mike is a part of the Grammy-nominated Grammy board. No, I hope so. Killer Mike is that guy. But... I mean, like I said, I, I get most of my new, quote-unquote, new music from, like, my Discover Weekly playlist. Right. And, and I'll be like, oh, I've never heard this song before. When did it come out? 2004. And rediscovering old music. Or discovering for the first time. Fair enough. Fair enough. You have anything else you want to cover, Doc? Well, I mean, speaking of out of touch with, like the culture speaking of out of touch with the culture you know we were talking about music and i was mentioning to you off mic that young thug made some discouraging remarks about andre 3000 in the sense that he was just saying that to him he's not really relevant and he don't be checking for andre and he don't understand what the hype is behind it and there was some backlash behind that but that, that's an old school, new school hip hop thing. That, that I also feel like it's controversy. You know, him just trying to get his name out there in the social sphere. The last time I heard about Young Thug, he was dressing up as Raiden from Mortal Kombat on he, an album cover. He's probably about to drop some new music. I think I saw that his like girlfriend leaked some of his new tracks the other day. So that is all seems to be marketing. But it just it's interesting to me that how often this happens and how often we play into it right like the new school uh speaking against the old school and like bucking against tradition and how that always seems to be a way to stir up like you know controversy and Mm -hmm. it's like you be the counterculture you'll get attention that's the whole any press is good press right but looking at the kind of like looking at young thug's character right Assuming that he would really listen to Andre 3000 in the first place, looking at Andre 3000's catalog and the breadth of things that he talks about, like, why are people surprised? Like, why are we surprised that Young Thug doesn't listen to fucking Andre 3000? That's like us being surprised that Willie Nelson doesn't listen to Young Thug. You know what I mean? Although, I actually wouldn't be surprised if Willie Nelson was listening to Young Thug. No, neither would I. <laughs> but, you get my point. That's like Brad Paisley listening to NLE Chopper. Like, <laughs> I don't see it fucking happening, yo. So, why is everybody like, oh, oh my god. That would be like me it. listening to Brad Paisley. Right, or NLE Chopper. <laughs> I'm more likely to listen to them. It's a one person. Oh, see, there's my point. <laughs> Yo, but it's 
It's just... I'm invited to the cookout. I'm not in the kitchen, though. <laughs> it's silly. Like, why the fuck do we care who the fuck Young Thug is listening to first and foremost? Unless he's teasing, like, a collaboration project with that person. Like, yeah. Like, the fuck? Like, you know, it would be one thing if Young Thug was like, I don't fucking listen to Dolly Parton and then did a Dolly Parton album. Or with an album with Dolly. Or a song with Dolly Parton. You know, that kind of shit. Or if he was like, I've never heard of fucking... Nine Inch Nails and then a song with him and Trent Reznor drive. Yeah. <laughs> like, who, who are the White Stripes? This Jack White guy is on my album, though. Right, exactly. Like, what the fuck? Nobody... No, we... Why do we care? <laughs> why do we continue to play into these old... It's like, we're steadily trying to expose and get away... Or in I think get it, away I think from it feels old like, tropes, but we keep continue to. I feel like artists, like people, expect artists to know, like for them to be an artist, they have to know about the art form. Yeah, like they have to be real scholars in the area yeah. that they're in. If rap is real, or rap, yeah, hip hop essentially is real gatekeepery like that. Like you. You used to have to know, like, the four pillars of hip-hop and all that shit and, like, what real MCing was about and all that stuff. Breakdancing, rapping, graffiti, and uh, mixing. DJing, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. <laughs> oh, look at you. Look at you, KRS-One would be proud. <laughs> but this new generation is even further away from the traditions that we were. And it's like the... We're turning into our parents in the sense that the traditions that we've decided to hold on to, we hold in very high regard yeah. and are very defensive of. And it's like, yeah, we can freeform Christmas or whatever, but you you better listen to Outkast. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're going to sit down and you're going to watch the Animaniacs. <laughs> this is pivotal. I mean, I've already thought about that. Like, when I'm a kid, or, yeah. like, when I have a kid, I'm going to think about all of these things. Like, I'm going to write a checklist and be like, I need you to know all of these things. <laughs> it's like the parents that make their kids sit down and watch Star Wars and stuff like that. I mean, I'm going to do that. They're going to have to watch Star Wars. Like, oh. I'm going to make them watch all this shit oh, once. Well, you just wait till you have a child that bucks against all that shit, because my, my son does. I'd be trying to make Dez watch stuff that I would think that he would love, right? And he's like, eh, can we watch Fuller House? And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> but that's all just a, another way to prove that none, none of, of this, this is, is normal. normal. You guys be safe. Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. It is time to talk about it.